All right. Hello. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Gambit Podcast. I am Solo Base 15 here with my good friend Zareth, and we are just wrapping up the first ever brand new GAC with uh, dynamic uh, matchups. I, I don't know what the hell you call it, but a, a new GAC is over, Zareth. <laughs> How's it going? It's good. Uh, with more skill than ever, Solo. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I am. I am. I am doing well. It. It has been an exhausting month with this GAC. A fun month, but good lord, so exhausting. Oh man. Well, yeah. Me too. Because I mean, if even if you don't count the fact that we had, and please, CG, if you ever listen to anything we ever ask, please don't ever make me do Lysay territory battle conquest and GAC. <laughs> all in the same especially week four of GAC in the same damn week like I think they're trying this is like a conspiracy to kill me (laughs) no joke no joke oh my god though I am almost done with conquest I have a couple of like the BS feats left and then conquest is done um of course I'm gonna have to do that on day Hmm. four of light side territory battles which is quite time consuming but i uh i think i just have like 14 bounty hunter fights left then seven with boba and han and then after that it's just uh 50 empire kills and i'm done that's nice put stick a fork in her and i am done that's awesome man yeah i'm i'm pretty close to that myself i just uh i just finished wave or whatever sector five I'm done with sectors two, three, and four. Like they, they've been done for a while. I, all I need really, I need a couple random extra fights with, uh, with smugglers and I don't know, some bounty hunter ones. Yeah. Just like you said, really, I'm, I'm very close. In fact, I could stop right now and mostly get everything that I wanted, except there's an Omicron that I really want at, at oh, the very end. So <laughs> that's why I'm still going. I, I got, I was eligible for a full Dad Bod Boba unlock probably about three days ago, but but I need all the Omicrons in the world. That way, I don't get yelled at by my guild when I apply Qui Gons. So we need to nice. we need to at least get to the the poll before the red box. Uh, so so Qui Gons. I mean, you've, you've never said that it was a bad one, but you really no. want it now? You feel you feel like you want it more than you want dashes? More than dash, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I will gladly take dashes as well, but no, I want, I want Qui-Gon's next. Um, because honestly, Qui-Gon's what turned around the season for my ult. Like, if I didn't apply Qui-Gon's, I'd probably uh would not have finished how i finished yeah and that's fair i think i think the people can take this as kind of proof that i, I mean and, and i'm i feel the same similarly i mean I've, I've i don't really feel the burning desire need to to apply it right now on any of my accounts but like i'm not opposed to it i would i would really like to have it people kind of i don't know i don't know about you people people are like you you have it out against against these good like good against characters that were that are going to be good like you just have to be right and I'm like I don't I don't have to be anything like if if it's good then I'll use it I just you know 
right some people get their emotions mixed up and they're they don't realize that some sometimes i just create controversy just a little bit for clicks i mean there's there is that too so yeah i um not exactly so, controversy but and and when when qui-gon was announced i mean we both kind of said yeah he's gonna be good but zam is better and so i applied right. zams i applied well i'm going to apply star killers i'll i applied mara and dad bod boba and now I'm ready for Qui-Gon. Like yeah. I, there's eight others that are getting applied before Qui-Gon, but quite frankly, once I have it, it'll be worth it. I mean, yeah. it lets you do some fun things. Oh, I, I think it's great. I think one of my favorite things this season actually was someone tried to fake me out and just placed a random Qui-Gon Jin team without the Omicron. And hope that I hope that I would use a, a counter for it. <laughs> I did that on my alt the first week. I'm like, I need another team. Crap. Here, here's some random Jedi. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just funny because uh, without the Omicron, it, it's just the most awful. I mean, it's not the very most awful. I guess you could do like Eth Koth lead. But... I, you could. I don't know why you would, but you could. <laughs> yeah, it gives like flat defense and that's right. it. Or something like that. It's like, oh, really? That's what you do? Uh, yeah. I mean, but think of all those like Darth Revan teams that are 175. Um, 175, 375 speed. And you're like, well, crap, how am I going to take care of this? Oh, look, here's this beautiful Qui-Gon and Jedi Knight Anakin. And you only lose three banners by doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, I, I think so. So at the end of the day, my alt faced a ton of, of um, Ami Jins or whatever stupid thing yeah. we're all going to end up calling him. Um, my alt faced a number of them. My main account faced a number of them. And I never had even a single problem removing them and i used a number of different ways to remove them uh and, and then on the other hand i see i see endall and calvin taking down galactic legends left and right with them just doing crazy things and, and right. hearing hearing other people doing impressive things too and i'm like why is why is he ever on defense like uh, i don't know i don't have him i don't have him but it seems like it, it, it's a good noob trap, I guess, if, if you're playing someone who doesn't know how to play. Well, so I saw all sorts of things with Qui-Gon on defense. And like the one of the one was Qui-Gon, Jedi Master Luke, Jedi Knight Revan, Jedi Knight Luke, and Hoda. And I was like, <laughs> and then the guy didn't clear me. And I was like, gee, I wonder why you didn't clear me. Is it because you have three teams in one? Like, right. hmm, weird, weird. And that was my alt. The guy had more GLs than me, and he wasted three of his offense teams for one team in the back, and then couldn't clear. Like, and the team was good. Don't get me wrong; that team was flat out scary, but mm -hmm. wasted. Um, but oh, wasted. So I'll say this though. So, so that team, yeah, it wasted. But that team, can you imagine, like, you putting it in the back? against someone just having that tool available like having Qui-Gon right. Jinn even if even if he just rides the bench forever and you never use him just yeah. having him as an option to sometimes mess with people is <laughs> isn't bad like it's, no. it's kind of nice yeah I um 
it just it, it, that's true. But if if I put that team down, I'm not I'm not beating Lord Vader. That's um, right. you know, but it, it, everything everything is always. I, I also feel like people take what we say as like a hard line, right? And that's not always the case. Like that for me and the accounts that we were facing that team it just wasn't worth it if you have one gl and your opponent doesn't and you put that team on defense congrats on your win <laughs> like that's there you go you just stop them from clearing um so it's all you know roster dependent and it's like sure. the phasma it's like the phasma omicron uh somebody messaged me the other day like what do you use to kill phasma and my answer was i haven't i haven't fought an omicron phasma in tw yet because Wolfpack plays with much bigger rosters, yeah. but every guild at like 320 million applying Phasma Omicrons makes 100% total sense. Not for me, it doesn't, but for, you know, people with smaller rosters, go right ahead, please do. It's going to help you. Um, so, you know, it's kind of funny that just how people don't see the bigger picture, I guess, of what we're trying to say. Well, I, I think we could do a better job of communicating it too. I mean, not no shade on you or what. I just, I, I know that sometimes I get stuck in this like, well, you could just use Bad Batch and then like, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and like, it's true. I You can use, for me, I can use Bad Batch against 90% of the Qui-Gon Jinn builds out there. Yeah. And, and there's, you know, even if Anakin's faster than everyone, like, yay, Anakin went and did a little hit, and then I'm just going to heal up the rest of the way and right. dispatch the team. Like, like in fact, I'm glad if Anakin goes first and hits my bad batch, because I'm Relic <laughs> 5, he won't kill them with his first hit, because Qui-Gon's still alive. And then, if something catastrophic happens, and I he manages to get a turn right after Qui-Gon dies... He doesn't one shot my team. He just one shots one character, and then I right. and then I take the rest of the team out. Like it's it's kind of nice insurance if he's really fast. But <laughs> but but I say these things flippantly almost because that that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, how would my main account deal with that? And then people are like, well, only five percent of the people in the game have bad batch, and and, and that's fair. Like I <laughs> my alt doesn't not yet right. soon soon, but my alt could not use bad batch to counter them. My That's the season. <laughs> my alt has relic or has gear eight bad batch and probably could actually, <laughs> but but I haven't tried it yet. I, oh, I found I found a new fun fun one though. Um, I used troopers to to take out a Qui Gon Jinn team with Anakin. Uh, it, it was it's kind of just luck because the I don't remember what the AOE on Veers to proc ability block is. Yeah, I, I think it's just like. 50 50 or something like that um yeah but so what i did with my troopers i was just planning on last night using my troopers to just kill qui-gon and then <laughs> and then like i i would i'd have enough to be able to just take him out with the rest but uh but then uh, a funny thing happened so i was hitting anakin so his foresight was gone i didn't want to trigger his his uh his big hit until it was time for veers to do his mass assist so i got rid of his foresight and then I was able to, uh, I did the mass assist on Qui-Gon, killed Qui-Gon, but it, within that mass assist, 
also uh, ab ability blocked Anakin. So then he went and just one like he just hit, hit, did one one stack on yeah. dark dark trooper, and then I ran the tables on the rest of it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep. Yep. Quick sixty five. Uh -oh. It was neat. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. In fact, on my main, we, I think we talked about last week of I actually got wrecker. I mean, it's only up to R six um, because I have so many relics that need to come oh, dear Lord. in the next week, but. I did, uh, you know, for that counter, I, I boosted him up, even if it's just a little bit, he, he got a boost. Oh, man. Well, Wrecker, man, he, he's one of those one like, he really benefits from relic levels. And he does give it to CG here. Uh, like, they've made me want to apply all the relic levels instead of just being like, ah, I don't really care. It's like every relic level counts. Oh, God, doesn't it? Um, I mean, we need, uh, God, relics are so important. You know, we, we got into, well, you didn't. I got into a little tiff with somebody else earlier, and they're like, once you have everything, relics don't matter at all. And I was like, mm. uh, that's not true at all. Uh, I've never timed out. Well, I shouldn't say never, but rarely have I timed out in GAC until I started going up against 10 million accounts with, R9 GK and R9 Lord or uh, Royal Guard, <laughs> both on defense, and you have to come up with solutions along with uh, what was it? An R8 Stormtrooper, an R8 Shore Trooper, and an R8 Maul, and an R9 Lord Vader. And it's like, yeah, relics don't matter at all. I, I promise you, not at all. You know, uh, I will say this though, like they they matter. They matter less than, like, having good mods, for instance. Like, making sure you have good mods and obviously making sure you have unlocked characters and everything. But I, I will say, like, you were, you, you know, if you have 200 relics less than your opponent, then, yeah, it matters a whole lot. If you have, you know, if, if it's just a small relic level, uh, you know, dis, you know, the, the difference, is, it's not it's not as big of a deal, but... But yeah, like just the weight of relics that someone can lay on you now. And if you want to get one of those top spots, that's who you got to go through. So, <laughs> oh God. Uh, so we already basically know who our pod is going to be at the start of next season, like for week one. So that's silly. And, <laughs> and <laughs> there's one account there that doesn't super out relic me. Ironically, it's Blade Baca. And Oh gosh, and he might he might just outplay you. So <laughs> right, and Blade is an amazing player. So it's like, right. oh great. So the one account yeah. I'm not super out relic on, and right. he's one of the best theory crafters in the game. Great, got it. Thanks. Cool. Um, yep. That's, good good uh, luck with that. Yep. Yeah. Have fun. This this final this final fight I had, I was out relic by three hundred relic levels. Yeah, see, 300, that's... He had he had 12 more R8s, two more R9s, and then 53 more R7s. Yeah, well, the, the Relic 7s were, were the thing that made me laugh out loud. I was <laughs> like, dear Lord. I mean, and still, like, there are some, there are some people who laugh at that. Like, there, there are some people who have more, way more Relic 7s than that, so... Oh, God, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is... This is not fun, um, which is why 
this week I, God, I, I have to spend so much time on modding because if you're going to try and keep up with, well, I'm not going to keep up with relic levels. Um, no. So if you want to try and keep up with that, it's now it's going to come down to the modding, and there's no more. Oh, this team has okay mods. Oh, I'll fix them eventually. Like that, that, that doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, there no. are no more okay mods. <laughs> no, uh, like you, you need to be optimized now. Uh, like that's that's something that's a series that I'm planning. I haven't figured out exactly how I want to do it, but I want to do a series on uh, on like modding, but but like specifically, how do we whale to mod? Or how we how do we mod whale? Like I want to spend. I want to see what the biggest bang for my buck I can get for way for mods is what yeah. something I'm interested in. But then on, on the other hand, like my alt also needs to be focused on mods and I'm not going to whale on mods for that. So maybe I'll try to do like a dual series of like, okay, so if you want to spend money, this is how you, you know, maximize. And then if you don't want to spend money, then, you know, this is how, this is how you can maximize. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause now one of the biggest things for my alt, my alt went, ended up going having a really, really good season. And the one consistent thing I had all 12 matches was I had better mods by far than any of my opponents, even if they had a yeah. way better, stronger roster, even if they had a way bigger, you know, every, all the advantage on all these different levels, my, my mods were always the thing that tripped people up. People, you know, I even had someone stream their attacks against me. It was a fellow content creator. And he, he went in saying like, oh yeah, I think I'm going to win. Like it's, I have a way bigger account. I have more Galactic Legends. It shouldn't be like too hard, even though this guy's good at the game. And then every single fight, it was like, I killed like two or three of his characters, <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 It was, you know, when I didn't just stop him cold with an unexpected team, it, it was it's just a cool thing to like a testimony to how important mods are, I guess. Uh, God, yeah. I, I am at the point where I am now slicing my Dark Trooper mods, not for speed, but to hit on offense, on the offense percent secondaries. Like that's, that's my focus for this week uh, is getting Dark Trooper up to 12K physical damage, if at all possible. Because... If I'm going up against these Lord Vader teams, like last night, I sh I could have one shot if I had like 500 extra damage on my Dark Trooper. Um, <laughs> and so that's that all comes down to modding. If you want to keep up with the R9 RG and the R8 Stormtrooper, here you go. You need you need 11.5 to 12k offense on your Dark Trooper. That's <laughs> oh my god. Oh, and just throwing this out there, if you and I want to keep up with those R9 guys, the, the other option is people can totally just like donate on stream to us. <laughs> and we'll, we will be super happy to keep up with, yes, with Relic 9. Gladly, gladly. <laughs> oh, but um, keeping up with the Karth Dashians. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Karth was a better character, that would be a little better joke and all, but it was still good. <laughs> oh, but I, it's, I mean... Because everybody talks about, you know, oh, I'm hitting the wall. I'm going to hit a wall. And you can punch up a lot higher than I think a lot of people expect that they can punch up. But it's yeah. going to require mod focus. Like that's 100% yeah. 
smart decisions and mod focus is what you need. Yep. And, and like actual, not, not just smart decisions in the moment, but actually having a good base plan of being able to set the right defense right. and, and be able to be ready for what they have on offense like that. That's going to be a really important thing too. Oh my God. And you know, in the past um, with the old, the way the old matchmaking worked, uh, you could let your defenses roll over a lot more. And uh, like I said at the beginning, you know, everybody's experience differs, but the higher, the one thing I noticed, the higher I climbed, there wasn't a single person in the last two weeks that kept the same defense that they had at any other point. And I mean, they were switching defenses mid bat, like mid, um, mid week. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart. And so, uh, it is. And I mean, I did the exact same thing for the same reasons. Uh, the days of lazy GAC are kind of, if you want to be successful or gone, like you just can't carry over your defenses every day. Well, you, you said something really interesting actually, right before we started. And I kind of decided not to engage it just because I wanted to talk about it on here. Um, the idea is being floated by people that maybe maybe the best strategy is to own, to go two and one every week or try for two and one average. Yeah. Like if you, if you're on three and O or if you're, if you're, if you're two and O in a week, then just intentionally lose. And it's going to be, get you way easier strat, like easier matches. Like what, what are your thoughts on that solo? Um, I physically am not capable of that, <laughs> but so, sure. well, yeah, but, me, me either, frankly. Right. Uh, but let me, let me give you the perfect example of you are not guaranteed anything in this game. Um, uh, my all went five and one for two weeks and then went three and three for two weeks. Like, so on that second week where I went one and two, it wasn't because I wanted to lose. I was, I was actively trying to win. Um, so just because you want to go eight and four for a season doesn't mean that you're going to be able to, like, if you intentionally give mm-hmm. up wins in the first two weeks, you might be screwing yourself in the last two weeks. So in theory, I get the theory and maybe, maybe what you do is, you only play hard for three weeks and you come out of, you know, week three at eight and one, and then just say, screw it. I want two weeks off. I'll join, I'll place defenses and I'm not going to attack. Yeah. Yeah. Get your 10 and call it good. Right. Or what if you run into somebody that also wants to go two and one Um, and you, you run into them the first match, like they're both trying hard to win that, that one. Um, so, I mean, in theory, I like it, and it's probably less stressful, but I, I think when you get to that final week, it's going to end up being more stressful. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, and like you said, I'm, I'm not physically capable. I'm just like, wait, there's a throttle? Like, <laughs> I, I never realized that I just had pushed, like, the push it to full and just, like, thrown the button away, because that, oh, right. that, that's how, I mean... I guess if I was like really sick or something, I could maybe like throttle down a little bit. I remember one yeah. time I was sick and I was like, I don't even want to do GAC. 
And I was like, wow, I must be really sick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, seriously. I'm like, wow, I'm not faking it at all. This is crazy. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I, I could see that as maybe a more, just just trying to step back as and see it more objectively though, because subjectively, yeah, I, I just can't relate to, to intentionally losing. And, and you make a great point about, you never guaranteed anything. Some of the hardest matches I've ever had are those matches where you lose to someone unexpected in your match. And then you yeah. end up getting paired with some D bag who lost too. And you're like, how did you lose? Like, what yeah. the hell? I, I thought I was supposed to get an easy match. Like this is, this is way harder than if I had just gotten into the finals, but yeah. yeah so, but on the other hand, I mean, if, if you are of that disposition to be able to, you know, just kind of walk that line and, you know, I'll, I'll just say this, like when, uh, when a couple uh, like go three and O three and O, and if you do that, then you're playing with house money. If your goal is to go, you know, nine and three or whatever, or, or even six and six, you're playing with house money at that point. When, yeah. when, if you have the chance to win a, a, a finals, the, then just freaking win and then lose extra next time. Right. Yes. And, and man, every loss, at least in Kyber one, and it, it's different for every level, but every loss is a giving up on 700 crystals. Like, yeah. Oh, that's true too. You were just actively saying, nope, I don't want those 700 crystals. And so that's 2,400 crystals that you're giving away if you're intentionally going eight and four, that's $20 worth of crystals that you've just said, Nope, I don't want that. Um, and you and I both spend, but we're not super spenders. Like $20 yes. worth of crystals to me <laughs> is a lot. So oh, dear Lord, I, I see, I swear like there, there are some months that I'm like, wow, I, I did spend, I spent a lot of money this month. This, this is a big spending month for me. You know, I spent a couple hundred bucks, you know, two, three, you know, I've, I've even had a couple $500 months actually, uh -huh. but it, it's like, even on those months that I spend a ruinous amount of money in terms of like how much I can kind of afford or whatever, like, you know, I, I have to reinvest in my channel and everything. Like I don't, I, you know, I actually have it all budgeted out, you know, and I don't go beyond my means, but the, the whole thing is like, I, I just, I still don't keep up with some of those guys. Some of those guys oh God, are no. just playing a ludicrous game of like, like my guild leader, uh, Coyote, uh, he, he, uh, at one point, had all of his mods on his account deleted and now his mods are still better than mine <laughs> <laughs> like okay that's cool man yeah right <laughs> at one at one point i was talking crap to him i was like dude like you're you're this like super mega kraken you know and no shade on coyote he's a great guy i was like but your mods like you got to work on your mods he's like no this is like my second round of mods <laughs> It's like, dear Lord, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. It's <clears throat> so yeah, no, no way we can really keep up, but I don't know. Solid play. And honestly, like at the end of the day, just like understanding the game mechanics is, you know, that's going to be a really important thing too, which you know, that that is something you can learn. I mean, right. 
it, it'll be interesting to see like calvin is punching way like he he went he went 12 and 0 this time yeah, I, yeah. i'm interested to see if he can pull it off this next season because if he does he'll, he'll probably come pretty close to the top of the leaderboard <laughs> he definitely can make his way up there now um right i'll be interested <laughs> to see he's, he's that'll be fun it. i'll wave as i'm falling down and he's going up like calvin <laughs> well well gosh i mean okay so so you're in you're in this this group that that just went uh uh, you know 11 and 1 and you know like everyone everyone in your group is that 11 and 1 players someone in that group has to go 0 and 3 yep yep madness that that is crazy i can't contemplate the idea that maybe i would be the person to have that happen to oh god it better not be me but i looked at looked at some of those accounts and i'm i am um i am out relic on every account and end out modded and it's just like all right i gotta be better than one of these <laughs> right I'm interested yeah. to see. Okay, so what if you had a catastrophic week? I, I hope you don't. For the record, yeah. I you know really hope you just keep just killing it. But if you have a catastrophic week, you plummet. However many, uh, like how long does it take for you to get back to that spot? That's that's a good question. I mean, you basically have to go nine and zero after that, right? Well, but but nine and zero wouldn't get you back to that spot either. I don't think. Uh, no, but or, or would I, it? Well, to have any chance, I guess it also depends because, I mean, look at right now, there's what, three, three people, 12 and 0 at the top of the leaderboard total. And there, then there, there's people like Calvin and a bunch of other K2s that came up to K1 and they were 12 and 0. So there's more than just, um, you know, three 12 and 0s, but Everybody else below number three right now has a loss. So that's going to happen again. Uh, so maybe you can get back up there by the end of the season. Uh, but I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just interested to know, like, is it going to take me like three seasons to just slowly chisel my way, just chip my way up to the top and then, I have one catastrophic week and it, it's just over for another, you know, half year or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or, that, that we still, we still don't know. Um, honestly, because we don't know how it's going to be the second season. Like we can look at the leaderboard. Now I can tell you exactly how many points you got for, you know, each match uh, because you got a different amount of points every, every round. Um or skill rating, whatever you want to call it. So how are they going to do it for week one of next season? Is it going to be the same as week one for this season? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and, and what are they going to do when we hit 3v3 and everyone's settled into 5v5 standings and then half the people decide, I'm not going to play this season. It's not a real game mode. Right. Well, so the other thing is, this season was really exciting for people and a lot of people right. next season's probably going to keep up that excitement on the third yeah. season. Do we start to have burnout? Well, I, like I when, think 
when does the burnout start right well and that that's just the thing i mean i have to wonder so like for you and me like you know we're net winning players like we're gonna end up at the top ish of the leaderboard like the top portion i I don't really know what percentage we'll we'll end up at um but like people will want to watch our matches more potentially on you know on twitch and stuff live but how many people want to play a match like that really like there's been a few matches where i'm like i you know what if i could take tonight off i would it is it's honestly exhausting to constantly be an under underdog it is exhausting um oh man and and the skill ratings are designed to get you to the point that you're eventually an underdog right like it's it's not a coincidence that there are 10 Caw patrol players in the top 50 (laughs) well yeah i mean they're the good players with good rosters right yeah right and so eventually you're going to reach those people um Right, everyone's gonna reach them. Like my alt will get there if I keep winning. Like that's that's just how it works. Right. I mean, and then my alt will my alt won't get that far. I'll get pounded down way sooner than that. But you know, in theory, anyone can get there. It's just a matter of like you. And how exhausting! Like, okay, so so you and I say like, okay, well, I'm not gonna like try to lose, and and we won't. I I know, but like. How long till you and I reach burnout where it, it's like we have to face those guys 12 matches every season. And that's just for our main accounts, not, not counting our alts. Like, yeah, that's, that's going to be exhausting as well. It's going to take its toll. Right. Right. Um, it will. So, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I God, I definitely picture people that will take seasons off. Like right now, with my skill rating, if it's the same, you know, uh, addition and subtraction of skill rating every match, I could legitimately take an entire season off and be like 50 total skill rating below where I started. Like, I'm not falling out of Kyber 2 if I go 0 and 12, or I'm not falling out of Kyber 1 if I go 0 and 12 this season. So people might legitimately just say, you know what? I got five wins in the first two weeks. I'm good. Peace. I guess. I mean, like you said, though, that's a lot of crystals you're just dumping. Like if you're in, yeah. if you're in Kyber, if you're in right. Kyber one and you're trying to win like 700 crystals every win, it's a lot. Yeah. But if you're burning out, I mean, what's crystals if keeping up with it is sure. going to make you put down the game? Sure. Well, that's fair. Plus, if you hate 3v3 so much that you, yeah, that it'll make you quit or something. Yeah. I don't know. I want people to actually give 3v3 an actual honest chance. I know that's not actually something that's going to happen, but I still want them to. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, all right. So, actually, there's a question that we had, a podcast question that we had that I kind of moved up into this segment because I figured it would factor into our conversation well. And so we we talk about, you know, punching up in roster, punching down and using your roster to crush smaller opponents. Um, Based on this past season, 
have you come up with any, like, what have you learned in terms of this? Because I mean, how many people we were talking about earlier today with your all were there that you beat and you were like, yeah, if they just played this different, I might not have had a chance, but they didn't. So why don't we start with, you have the roster advantage. How are you going to play different if you have the roster advantage? I mean, you, you need to take advantage of it. I, I swear, I see, I see people like Calvin had, had an epic week facing, facing people with max GLs, big rosters and stuff. But then those, those idiots like didn't even put any GLs down on defense. It's like, you know, I, I right. don't know what to say. You have to take advantage. You have to, you have to, if you have a good roster, you have to actually demonstrate it in the form of, Hey, I have a million more relics than you like try try to move me try to shift me you know maybe you're a more skilled player but if i have a bigger roster i can throw my weight around so that, that means in my opinion putting down a heavier defense in, in general i mean that's there's more to it than that because then if you're not if you're not super if you don't know all the counters and stuff then maybe you can't clear them but i mean if if that's how it is i you know you gotta you gotta turn it into a heavyweight bout in my opinion see if they can hang yeah i i god uh was it calvin that was talking about no it wasn't calvin i was talking to somebody that they had two gls and they were up against somebody with four gls and the person only put one gl on defense yeah and it's like well, you're easily going to get cleared. Like, what are you doing? Oh, that, that happened. To, I mean, like I had, I had one GL and they had two or sorry. And they had three on my alt. And it's like, <laughs> you only placed one and I can clear one. There's no, there's no right. issues with me clearing one. And then I can just out efficiency you. Like it, it wasn't even close. Like I, I just destroyed that guy. Kind of keeping yeah. two GLs for offense. Like, okay, like go ahead and just overpower my poor hapless relic one darth revan team i guess we had fun all right there you go uh, okay yeah i uh <laughs> god my all almost never had the advantage um but in in the old days the old matchmaking with my all if i had the gl advantage like let's say it was five to four i'm putting three on defense at least uh you know, depending on their history, I'd look at and make what they're doing. Um, but because sure. if they if they put three on defense as well, they're just not going to clear me. So I might not be able to finish off all theirs, but I can kill more than they can kill of mine and I would win. Um, right. And it's not so here's the thing. It's also not just GLs. Um, you know, Ando was saying in our chat the other day that there is no good defensive team. And that's, that's true, but it's also not true at the same time in that the person has to have the counters. Like you were saying with bad batch against Qui-Gon, if I am, if I'm punching down, if I, if I have this roster and they don't have bad batch and I have Qui-Gon, you damn straight. I'm going to put Qui-Gon down on defense. <laughs> like, and it's going to be a good Qui-Gon team. It's not going to be like Qui-Gon, Ezra, and, you know, old Ben. Like, it's going to be Qui-Gon, uh, Jedi, Anakin, because having experience of constantly being under the gun on my all 
and having to face this without Bad Batch, it's not easy to not bring an A-team. Like, Jedi Knight Revan, Jedi Knight Luke handles it. But then I'm losing a team that can beat Kylo to beat Qui-Gon. Um, you know? So, if, if you have the roster, use it. Yeah, like, just lean into them. And if you don't have the skill and they still beat you, then, like, you know, that, that just gives you some good feedback. But, yeah, like, I, I think I think you you have the material advantage, then use it. Right. Um, okay, so let's talk about um, the other way. You are now the underdog. Um, <laughs> that was my whole alt season <laughs> for both <sports>. Right. <laughs> so, which is why it's perfect to ask you this. And then I was actually, so I made a chart um, for myself of would I be considered the underdog or the favorite for all my matches this season. And for the last two weeks, uh, I was the underdog for the last two matches. And then for week two, I was the underdog for one of the match. And then I had the roster advantage, but I had less lifetime banners than (laughs) the third guy. Um, So how did you approach being the underdog? Because I, I think a lot of people talk about the wall that they're going to hit and it's because they see like I have one GL to two to three there's no there's no chance in hell that I can win this so we we have a week and a or we have a week left before GAC lock what can they do to help them punch up and not get stopped at the easy wall and I, I call it the easy wall because for the second season when you're if you have the smaller roster and you're fighting somebody with a bigger roster, it means that that bigger roster probably lost more than you lost the last season. So how do you get past this soft wall of people with bigger rosters? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you need to, you need to, <laughs> you only have one week to prep them. That might be not be enough. Who, who knows? But I mean, learning, learning some off meta stuff. Like I, I just, I've been laughing a lot because, you know, my, my alt that this season, my alt was outnumbered with GLs, like almost every single match. I I bet that it was like 10 of my total matches. I was outnumbered with GLs on my alt and prevail man also had a similar number of that. And it's like, how, how many, how many guys do I have to, kill with my weird like grievous team or whatever and for for my chat to stop saying oh my gosh you could actually do that so many people are just so shocked out of their minds and the the idea is you know like <laughs> you have to you have to be more acquainted with some of these counters and stuff and then i mean you you also one of the biggest things for me though was just wading into it with with uh half of my really awesome teams on defense guarding one zone and saying like, all right, if you place your GLs on defense against me, you're not clearing me either. Because my my zone is an epic pain in the ass and you're not going to be able to clear me. Uh, like just straight up, if you use your GLs on offense, then maybe you can clear me, but I'll be able to clear you because you know, you've kind of uncorked, uh, you know, the, the, you know, bottleneck. So yeah, I don't know, that's... That's one, that's one thing that I did was, you know, epic defensive zone. Right. I, um, 
so I did that once <laughs> and then almost lost um, because, and your alt was fighting much different opponents than I was uh, these oh, past sure. two weeks. Sure, um, yeah. You're right. Because I started fighting accounts that no matter how hard I went on D, they were wide enough that if they kept the right things, they could two shot every one of my GLs. <laughs> you know, like I, I legitimately put down five GLs um, and a 370 speed Darth Revan on defense against one guy. And he cleared my entire bottom zone and then three teams on top. Um, and he did it by, he took CLS against JML and killed my Jolie on the opening salvo. And then he took Grievous against J, uh, JML and there was no revive. So he was able to get it down on the second shot. And then he, he multi-shot uh, my Lord Vader team. And so I got to this point where in the final week, after, after learning that lesson of, uh, of kind of lucking into a win there of, Super heavy defense wasn't going to do it against these guys with 10 million GP. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean, I, I say that my little 6 million account right. is like, just put a strong def- defense right. up and this 10 million account's just going to be like, SWAT. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I got to the point where it was more of, I kind of gambled. Like, I legitimately... My defenses the the last week, every single one of them was a gamble that he wasn't going to, or my opponent wasn't going to switch up their defense enough. And I legitimately took just enough on offense, like just enough on offense to clear. Um, And then when I lose, it's like, oh crap, what the hell am I going to do now? Um, And the goal was... Take, take the right teams that would get better banners and um, pray that they don't change their defense too much. And luckily my opponents kind of didn't. And my, my struggles, we'll talk about it later, came down to more of relics as opposed to not being ready for a team. Because I, I was ready for what was on defense, but my God, trying to chew through some of these relics um, – yeah. Almost, almost took me out. Thank God for fleets. <laughs> Thank God for fleets. Well, yeah, uh, fleets. Fleets saved you so much this season. Right, they, um, they did. <laughs> no, that, it's great. Uh, yeah, I think I think that if, if you're gonna if you're gonna try punching up against some of these guys, like one one thing that people are going to get better at and I feel like you and I adapted a little bit faster than others did to it, but you, you don't need, we, you and I had to go full switch on like, it used to be, okay, how high can you place like that? That's the game we played, right? right. Like what's the, can you get top 50? Can you get top yeah. 10? Like what, whatever that that's the game. Cause that's the only way to keep score really. Um, and so, you know, you get matched up with randoms and, whatever it's uh you know it wasn't it wasn't this crazy skill progression ladder madness but and that's fine uh but now uh, uh, sorry to rewind just a minute the the way you did that back then was you full cleared you had to get a full clear that that was a prerequisite you get 12 full clears and 12 wins 
and you had a shot at getting something yeah something cool now it's just 12 wins right and like and now maybe it's even just 10 wins you know maybe that's still Mm -hmm. enough to get you the top spot once you once you climb the ladder enough but the the idea is now you don't have to full clear you only have really i mean you don't have to clear hardly anything i I made a joke during my uh prevail manic like i failed against geos but i managed to kill a geo soldier and i was like maybe that one banner is gonna do it for me like right (laughs) you know you get every banner counts now but you don't have to full clear you you can you can go just full turtle ridiculousness and that's not always the best choice but depending on what your opponent can do and what they're capable of like sometimes that's the best way to do it and if you only clear one zone and they clear zero uh, you're good to go yeah yeah i uh yes and I, I saw a couple people that had wins like that. It was like, oh, I, I beat three teams and they didn't beat any of mine. Sorry, I won. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, man. I think I think that that people are people are slowly waking up to that reality. Uh, you know, and honestly, there there's some people who are who are listening right now who who embraced that even before the, you know. It was like they always they had a higher matchup GPs they were always faced off against Galactic Legends and they'd only clear half the zone. They play a half board game and that's the only way they win. Um, yeah, they're gonna end up doing that. That skill is gonna serve them well because really I had to once I once I got Prevail Man and the Alt up against some of these ridiculous rosters. I'm like, all right, so <laughs> how many banners can I get for half the board? Yeah, I yeah I think. Um... <laughs> I, what's what's going to be interesting to me is this upcoming season and this past season that we had, it was how quickly you had to be able to change your strategy. Uh, and by that, I mean, like in the past, most people wanted to full clear because banners mattered. Um, you know, we, we've talked about before the people that would get 11 wins and not make Kyber because... Uh, they just didn't get any banners and they they only planned on clearing half the board uh now you have you have kind of three different classes of people of even with the roster advantage they plan to not full clear i mean look at how gom gom went nine and oh and hit the hit the winner's bracket for the final week how many times did he full clear in those first nine those first nine fights like um, so, you, so you're going to fight like a gum and then, you know, my first opponent of, uh, the, the final week, you know, we're in the one loss pod, my first opponent of the final week, put Lord Vader and executor and that's it. And he went, he went for the clear and he fought my shard mate in the second match and he beat my shard mate in the second match. And all we got in, um, my shard chat was. I hate effing cheese, <laughs> like, because he scored like a seven, I don't know, yeah, 1730 something because he cheesed the entire board and he beat my shard mate who tried to play hard defense. My shard mate put five GLs down on defense. This guy kept five GLs for offense, beat every one of my shard mates GLs, and then easily cleared the board because when you put five GLs on, def- or on defense, 
you can't you can't put strong defense around them if you if you want to clear more than his own. And my shard mate lost figured that out the hard way. Yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the ultimate challenge, right? Is is trying to find like the teams that I kept fight, facing in my final week with Prevail Man. Like we look at these rosters, I have fifteen total relic characters on Prevail Man. And I look at this roster and it has 60 relic characters. And they're all like, not all of them are super high relic, but a ton of them are relic five and higher because they're galactic legend requirements. And a ton of them are relic seven. And then there's just like a, a random, oh, and plus we have, we have General Skywalker in the 501st at relic seven too, just for fun. And somehow yeah. we packed all that into the same GPU. You have, you worthless slob. How did you get this bad of a roster? You know, <laughs> like... Like what, what seriously it's made me want to go home and rethink my life. A lot of it's ships actually, but um, uh, you know, the, it's, it's just this really interesting thing of, you know, prevail man is uh, like, I, I don't, I could, I, there was one, there's a couple fights actually where if I packed every good team I could on defense, they could pack their defense with a galactic legend and a few awesome, really good teams and still full clear me no problem just because they have the you know they had way better uh stuff to be able to clear me but i mean uh, the usually though if you get it to a closer match uh, you, you get to the point where it's like okay well i i have i have a bunch of good uh, you know it's a material thing of you you say five five gls on defense like is that really a strong defense, just five GLs? Or do you really need to fill in the cracks with other like really strong teams and then just switch your strategy to clear one zone, like issue fourth and take four teams out and right. maybe ships? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, it, it's <laughs> um, looking up your opponent's history is going to be much more important. The thing that made me not laugh, but, um, you know, you used to walk into every alt and prevail man account and be like, I have no clue what he's going to place. I didn't look at this. Let's open up the board and see what's there. Um, but now, now, I mean, both accounts did amazingly this season, but you actually went on .gg and, you know, had to plan for him. Yeah, uh, and by planning, I won some bat- matches that I had no business winning. Like there was yeah. some that I was like, "All right, I think I got a good read on him. We're we're just gonna go with it." And then, and I'm like, "Wow, all right, oh, I beat that. That was madness. I can't yeah. believe that." Just because uh, you know, if you get a good read on someone, that that can really help. But but yeah, you're right. I, I kind of miss those days where it's just like no idea what they place, no idea if they have eight galactic legends. I, I mean, eight obviously isn't, but like <laughs> that'd no. be impressive. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wow, <laughs> how can I do that? That's amazing. <laughs> oh. But yeah, you just jump into it. It, it was it was fun, but that that was honestly like kind of increasing the the difficulty artificially in some ways, just because yeah, you know. The matchup GP. If you game, if you game the matchup GP enough, then uh, you know you're not going to get the the sharpest tools in the shed, so to speak. So, you <laughs> know, right. the the no look, you know, like just to have the defense carry over was was nice. But now, yeah, planning, man, planning is 
a huge component to winning now. Yes. Uh, um, well, it's always been, but it's, yeah. Right. And the other thing is you have to expect, you have to expect your opponent to now be looking at it because when you're getting up into these 10 and two and 11 and one brackets, they're winning for a reason. And it's not usually because they lucked into it. I mean, sometimes it might be, but they're usually putting in the prep work. Yeah. Well, and I think, I don't know how many conversations you've had with people, but it gets a little old, honestly, on some levels when people are like, well, he never did this. And now I like, they're like mad at their opponents. Like you've never, you never placed a defense like this. And I can feel frustrated about it, I guess. I'm like, gosh, like I don't prefer this situation, but at the same time, uh, I don't, I also yeah. don't mind. Uh, like, it's like fair play. If I wasn't prepared for that random crap, like I, I guess I deserve this. Like, and that's the order of the day now is just switch right. things up every time. Uh, honestly, Gom said this once, and I always thought that, I mean, this, they really resonated with me. This is what I'd always done too. But I remember him saying it's more telling um, what they do on their offense. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like look, looking at their offensive range. I mean, I, I've said, I've preached that for a long time of just like, what's their offensive range. If they don't, if they have the right Jedi master Luke team, but they don't know how to beat your Lord Vader with it, then yeah. like that, that's, that's a tool in your toolbox. Right. You know, you, you could potentially take advantage of that. Well, and so that's actually, um, I made it a point to use a couple different Lord Vader counters this season and a couple different Jedi master Kenobi counters this season, because you're going to look at my history and say, Oh, he can beat this with like, both of these teams with three different teams maybe i don't place it <laughs> that's my hope they still end up placing it but like if you know you can't block your opponent's counters um you know maybe you don't place that team because you see that yep. on offense mm -hmm. they're going to beat it anyway and like if you see that your opponent beats jedi master kenobi for 63 plus banners every single time and you can't stop that counter. Maybe it's better you keep your Jedi Master Kenobi and you use it to get 65 banners on any GL they place. <laughs> like, um, right. And, maybe you fight fire with fire. Go ahead. Right. Now, of course, maybe you place the Jedi Master Kenobi because you say they're going to use Ray and Jedi, and I don't want them to have Jedi when they hit my back zone. Perfectly valid, also, because you can use looking at their offense to trap them that way but i'm going to give up 65 banners on this front uh three teams or front four teams because i know they're going to use stuff that they're not going to be able to beat my back that's you know that's completely acceptable as well right but if if you're placing your darth revan team and you know that their troopers are fast enough and they've killed a ton of darth revan teams with their troopers unless you have something sneaky planned that you think they're going to fall for then why the hell are you just throwing away your Darth Revan team for 65 banners? Like, well, uh, and I have a reason there because I actually did that a couple of times this season intentionally. It's because they had shock team modded where they could trooper my Lord Vader team. And I didn't want to commit Maul and sure. Darth Vader to 
my Lord Vader team. So I was able to put a weaker Lord Vader team because I drew out their troopers in the front. In fact, the final week, if you look at three of the four teams every single time, and the teams changed, but three of the four teams every single round were there to draw out troopers. <laughs> and go ahead, take your 65, have it. I don't care. Um, I don't want you to have this team going into the back. And every single time, I'm assuming it drew out the troopers because every single time I saw the team that I expected to be 65 with troopers get 65. Sure. Well, and, and, and that's absolutely valid as well. I mean, yeah. but, but if you're just like, maybe my Darth Revan will get me a hold. Oh yeah. No, that, that, it, yeah. It's just like the worst kind of folly. Like that's a terrible trade. Just, just keep them right. on offense at that point. Like you said, just <laughs> do anything other than just, let them have a really quick, easy counter. <laughs> I, I had a I, few opponents do that this season. They just placed their Darth Revan haplessly up front. And they even gave me a gear 12 Sith Empire trooper. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is so ludicrous. Why are you doing right. this? <laughs> right. I'd say uh, somebody, somebody said to me uh, on this last fight, they were like, your guy uses gas every single time to be uh or uses CLS to beat gas every single time. It's such a cheap counter. Why are you doing that? And I was like, so I looked at his history and he got a 59 on it uh, for three of the six times he did it. And he got a 60. The other, are you telling me I can place gas and guarantee a five banner loss? That's why I placed it. That's why I placed it front and center too. So he didn't have a GL to take it in the back. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just doing that, his doing that research and actually like, just weighing the, you know, I, I swear. <laughs> so I remember the, like the first match that I had against a Qui-Gon team and it didn't have Anakin. So I just used my troopers and mowed the whole team down and, yeah. you know, but it had Kiati, it had a lot of good characters and people made the argument. So, I mean, I put, I put like a clickbait kind of thing on the, the thumbnail. Yeah. I was like, you know, uh, troopers destroy Qui-Gon or something, you know? And so, and then people would get on, they'd be like, well, if you had to use troopers to get rid of Qui-Gon, I'd consider that a win anyways. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> How is that a win? Like, I, I mowed down a bunch of your awesome stuff for, for like, free, basically. Right. That's what troopers are. They're just a free 65 banner win. Like, it's not, in, unless I have a specific intent on troopers and you drew them out, which there, there was nothing there like yeah it wasn't a win for him it was just like an ineptitude is what it was so <laughs> right yes there are certain times where drawing out your troopers is a win yeah. if you if if you don't have a plan or if you're not placing a team in the back that's uh <laughs> a reason to draw out the troopers then it's not a win it's an exercise in spin is what it is right it's, it's like it. Good, good news, everyone. We we drew out his troopers. <laughs> so my alt this season, actually, and I, I just slowed my Darth Revan down because I needed to speed up other characters. But so my alt had a 350 Darth Revan the entire season. And before the season started, I geared up Talon, which means my Darth Revan was 370 um, for the entire season. And I put him, it's rare that I ever put Darth Revan in the back, but I put that Darth Revan in the back zone because I wanted them to use their troopers up front rather than go in the back and use troopers. Because if you don't have 
troopers with a fast Gideon, you're not beating that team and without a GL. And so go ahead, use, use your troopers in the front, get to the back, use the GL on my Darth Revan. Like that's what I want you to do. And I mean, it worked the second half of the season. It, it 100% worked doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So, so someone in chat says, uh, walks of shadows says it, it's hard to set a defense that doesn't allow your opponent to 65 with troopers. And yes. that's, that's probably fair. That's yes. It, it illegitimately is, or at least if you want to full clear, I mean, sure. I, I set, I could easily say a defense that can't be troopered, but I'm not full clearing my opponent if I do that, um, you know. But troopers are one of those teams. It's like if they keep the Zam Omicron for offense, they're getting a 65 with bounty hunters on any team that you place down, basically, other than GLs. Right, General Skywalker and above, they're, you know. Right. And some General Skywalkers, too, though. It's actually way, way harder now, in fact. Yeah, get, to get it that. is. It is, but... I mean, any other team, like, there are people that were telling me with their their <coughs> bad, bad uh, bounty hunters. Like, yeah, I just killed Darth Revan. Like, it was, he was nothing for 65. I just had the Zam Omicron. All right, touche. Yeah. Well, and, you know, that goes back to the point you were making earlier, uh, or who, who was making it. They, they were saying, like, it's it, – maybe it was Ando that you can't really put down a defense yeah. that can, you know – it's all just a of like how can you how can you mitigate the you know the situation as best you can and right well I mean one thing that I've been wanting to do a video on lately is I, I think that especially with the new characters that are out uh, like the the ceiling has been raised at least at the higher end of uh, like the minimum speeds that you need for certain squads to counter like it used to kind of be like okay if you're if you're like can beat 300 speed on whatever squad then you're probably good and now it's it's almost like it's like 320 or 330 or something like yeah at least at the high end well so gum and i were talking in you know our gambit chat and i think endall and calvin were there too when we were talking today and it's like the list of characters that need super speed is just it's like multiplying and every, every GA or every week I'm like, okay, I need to get this character up to 320 now. How the hell am I going to get this character up to 320? Like there's people with 341 TIE fighter pilots. Um, and I'm like, I can't, I'm stuck at 300 right now. I can't even get right. him up to 310, let alone 340. And it's like, how, how, I'm having a I'm having trouble keeping up my other counters to now gear or mod up these new counters. And it's like, at what point do you have to stop? Like my Thrawn is just not fast anymore. I just Yeah, I'm throwing in the care. towel for him. Um I know. Jedi Knight and I slowed down my Jedi Knight Revenant. I didn't slow him down like super slow. He's I, I think he was slowed down to 315. And then I went to use, uh, I wanted to use Jedi Knight Revan against a Darth Revan, or no, I want to use Jedi Knight Revan on something, and I was like, oh crap, I need my old 330 uh, Jedi Knight Revan to do this counter, <laughs> and I, I don't have that anymore, and I, and I can't have it. Like, I, the only way, 
I can add speed to characters right now is to slice mods. Like that is the only way possible because I am so maxed out on how my mods are applied at the moment. And it's my Mara, my Mara Jade, when we, when I seven star her, she's just not going to be fast. Like, I, I, I just don't, I don't have more, I don't have more to add to her. Like, I, I just, I, I can't. People are going to make fun of slow girl because my, <laughs> my Mara Jade isn't going to be fast either. She's going to be like just limping along. You right. know? My Mara is going to be like 305, maybe. And then I'm going to mm. try slicing some mods on her. Um, yeah, she's like, she's like, Palper, I'm happy you're the lead because I can actually gain some turn meter now. Now, now my speed doesn't matter. But yeah, right. she, she's one of the fastest characters in the game. I'm like, I feel like I have to try to make her kind of fast, but, but I also I have always... to make, yeah, like Dash Rendar needs to be fast because he's super quick, actually, especially with yeah. his plus 20 that he gives himself. And yeah. I mean, everyone wants to be fast. Kyle Katarn can really stand to be a little fast as well because he gains that bonus turn yeah. meter and it's nice to outspeed everyone. You and I discovered in that uh, in that crazy speed GAC when we were modding, remodding that account, like it is super fun, the idea of it to make a super speed BB-8 actually. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's like, wow, he, he's like 400 something effective speed. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to go do this to my own account. You get back to your own <laughs> account, you're like, oh, my own account is limited by mods. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing, like, fast cat, fast Gideon, fast shock, fast Jedi Revan, fast Mara, fast Piet, fast, like, fast TIE fighter pilot. And it's like, oh my God, like these, I just, my quill, like everybody in the world can make fun of my quill. He's not modded, he's not modded poorly. And the team is modded for the right, you know, percentages. And I have, the three supporting cast that goes with Bam, you know, one speed slower than each other one. But Quill's only like 320 because you know what? That's as fast as you're getting, Quill. I, I just don't have, I don't have all these mods. Right. Well, yeah, I, I've, I've been there too. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, what, what, what do you want from me, Quill? Like, get right. <laughs> Go away, like go bug someone else. You no, know, you're not getting more speed mods off of me. Damn it! All. <laughs> it's, it's right. Um, I, I like. I don't even take Geo Brood Alpha's calls anymore. I'm like, <laughs> oh, good lord, no. <laughs> yeah, like you, you get you get secondhand mods, and you're gonna be grateful for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I um, God, yeah. I, Tie Fighter Pilot is the one that I really, really want. And so somebody just asked for it in chat. And, What's the reasoning behind it? And so the reasoning behind it is so that I can have Darth Vader out and about on his own and not have to put Darth Vader and Maul on, um, on Lord Vader to stop, to stop troopers. But here's the other thing about TIE Fighter Pilot and why I like him is, so TIE, fi TIE Fighter Pilot is going to go fast and he's going to drop buff immunity on if they're using the JML counter and he needs a JML needs the buffs to get to his ultimate, uh, what is it? Masters, not masters training. It's inherited teachings. He needs inherited teachings. And if your team is buff blocked, you're not getting those inherited teachings. Um, so that's why I like tie fighter pilot and 320 on tie fighter pilot. 
like it's fast because my mods are just stretched beyond belief right now he's one of the fastest characters in the game so it's not you're not using like a plus 160 speed set it's more like plus 120 plus 130 um which we used to like chuckle we'd be like yeah we have i have i don't know how many you have but i probably have like three sets (laughs) of plus 130 it's like wow that's pretty impressive and now now it's like Someone, I made fun of my shock teak. She had a plus 120 speed, or maybe it's a plus 130 speed even. And in the comments, someone is like, Really? Is that actually slow for shock T? I'm like, uh, For my GP, it is. I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I think my shock T is like plus 160 right now. But I used troopers on Lord Vader twice. So, right. it, it, you know, it worked. Um, and I real honestly, quick, I honestly didn't think anyone was going to do that actually put put that week of a late vader team down go ahead uh real quick i was just gonna say gum welcome and to all the omnoms welcome to the stream uh, good to see you everybody that's joined uh going from uh, gum to us hopefully no no giveaways here sorry um but anyway so let's before we get into our week what as we prepare for this next week what are you thinking about doing, improving on your roster, changing to your roster to help prepare you for week one? Um, uh, well, so the one I'm doing for Prevail Man is I'm going to get Nice Sisters up because everyone has General Grievous and Geos on defense. And I'm like, man, Nice Sisters. All you need, the only thing you need is old Daka at Relic 3, and everyone else can be just pure crap. Like, gear 10 on zombie uh for my main account i i don't even know um i need to reclock my zam again uh because i apparently missed the calculation by a little bit um and i i really hope that they like tomorrow release talon and mara jade oh god i hope so really really want them because that they'll be they'll be relic five before lock if possible and i'll have star killer um otherwise uh on my favorites list i do have plo Koon on you know it just is i i found myself splitting my jedi three ways multiple times like i, I put yeah. kenobi on defense the whole season and uh so beyond that team uh, i i just need more jedi just need way more jedi especially if i eventually get qui-gon um you know uh, or is Omicron that's going to be good and then of course uh, what I really need to do is start really looking at b- bounty hunters and seeing if if the dad bod himself will get us a second bounty hunter team I'm not sure if he will but uh, that's something what about you well I'm going to try for TIE fighter pilot um, <laughs> it's going to take some slicing uh, I want to get my dark trooper up to 11.7k physical damage that's going to take some slicing um other than that i i mean i can't give out gear like this is the problem i really need talon and mara to come to the game because right now i have so much gear hoarded waiting for mara talon dadpod boba and star killer to all hit seven stars and then i have a list of like eight other characters that I want to give relics to, namely to tanks, quite frankly. Um, 
but I just can't until they release these stupid characters. Like, I get, come into the game, damn it, so I can give you gear. Right. Oh, yeah, what I want to do, actually, I want to get my Jawas up to some relic levels just because uh, there's been some times I'm like, you know what, all I really want is a really easy counter. I don't care about the banners. <laughs> I just want... Okay, you have geos. I don't. I don't really have anything that I can spare for geos easily right now. Like I, I could spend CLS, but that's the spending CLS. You use right. on him on any number of teams. Like I want. I would like Jawas just as a potential. You know, hey, but you know, <laughs> here's an opportunity. You know, like yeah, it's it's one of those teams that people don't have developed, but it's actually going to be pretty good. Um, you know, another one would be like, if you just have, if you have all the leisure teams ever, like a, if you put an Omicron on Chirpa, like Ewoks can actually take down some pretty strong teams as well. Oh, um, yeah. I, they're, I, Omicron Ewoks are legit. <laughs> There's no chance in hell my, my, uh, either one of my accounts gets to them anytime soon. But right. if you have them, um, yeah, I, I badly want to do, uh shore to r8 um not sure stormtrooper i want stormtrooper r8 i want yeah shore to r7 um kru because he goes on a lord vader team could use more relic uh, you know a relic level or two um well like, yeah as far as relic levels go yeah like getting getting gideon up from relic he's he sat on my lord vader team the whole time and, oh but yeah he, but at relic five it's like I'm, I'm shooting myself in the foot like right yeah <laughs> relic yeah. seven or bust uh, really relic eight if if you can yeah i so there there's a lot of relics i want to give out um and i just I, I can't until these stupid characters come into the game because they're gonna get my first two r8s <laughs> you know star killer and dad bot take r8 so that that way i can start r8ing like so many different people. I feel like after Monday, when Dad Bod comes out, and hopefully we have talent, and hopefully we have Mara, the next month is just going to be spent on relics. Like nobody else is going to get a piece of gear. It's it's legitimately just going to be relic, relic, relic. Farm, farm the arrow magnifiers. Farm every piece because or Zin Biddles, Electriums. I don't care we're just adding relics to people well it's a real thing i realized the other day i only have relic three on basti i'm like i guess i really never missed having relics on her but it seems nice to have more relics on her now <laughs> yeah well so that's you know we we started off talking about relics but like jedi knight revan's perfect example uh when you're using the ray counter to jedi master kenobi if you have an R3 Jedi Knight Revan, the counter is just probably not going to work because they, you know, he's high priority on the target list. And at R3, he just doesn't have the survivability as like an R6 or an R7 Jedi Knight Revan does. And maybe against the weaker Kenobis, it's going to work, but uh, legit legitimately facing R8 and R9 teams and R8 and R9 beat R3 easier like it, it's you know no different than r3 against g12 or g11 versus g6 like at some point the relics do matter and you you need 
you need these characters to have more survivability, which comes with the higher relic levels. Right. Uh, well, at, at our level, at least. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, uh, at, that's uh, talk about my plan. Um, <laughs> that's fair. Because I and the one thing I am very glad I did before this season started. Uh, there's a total of only three characters below relic level four right now on my account. And I noticed the difference. Like I, I physically noticed the difference this season and I, yes, grief probably doesn't need R four. Um, but I'm like so many characters, they just survived one extra hit and you're like, Oh, you survived. I, you went into the red rather than going into the dead. Oh, thank God. That, and that's that's the difference between R2 and R4. Um, so I wasted a lot of relic materials doing it, but at the same time, I, I do not regret it at all. Yeah, that's fair. Um, with that said, why don't we... have <laughs> been talking a lot about this season, so let's pimp real quick uh, for the people that joined if you don't know, the Gambit Roundtable is going on this Friday. It, it happens on the off week between every GAC. It's been so long since we've done it because of the giant break that we had. But uh, it's going to yeah. have Calvin, who was 12-0. and 0. You know, I'm going to be there. Uh, Zareth, you were 10-2. and 2. I think Endall, was Endall 10-2? I think he said he was 9-3. He was 9-3. Uh, and then Ando was 10 and 2. I know that. And then Gom, of course, uh, is going to be there who finished at 10 and 2, but he went into the final week in, in the hell bracket. Um, so we're going to talk about a lot of this because on Friday, we'll have Gom's perspective, who was in the undefeated bracket. We'll have Calvin, who uh, started in K2 and climbed into K1. And then, you know, the rest of us um, who who are on the spectrum between uh, of K1. Um, so let's pimp that. It'll be midnight Eastern on Friday. All of us will be there. You should be there. And quite possibly there will be a lot of alcohol drank. We have not talked about what we're drinking that night. Um, <laughs> now let's talk, let's talk about how the seasons went for us. So uh Sarah, you came into this week at what? I can't do math. Seven and two? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Seven and two. So a little bit lower than I wanted to. I mean, I started the season yeah. off. I think I, I was, I was, oh, and I think I, did I lose my first one? I forget now. Um, it was my second one, but I know for a while I was, I was two and two. Like I just didn't have a strong start. And, uh, you know, then, then my other matches, I've played against some really good players, but in general, especially this week, I, I guess there was, there was at least one guy that I didn't just totally outweigh in terms of relics and stuff, but I did have the mod advantage a lot. And um, so, so my first match facing uh, a guy with actually with, with really high lifetime, he was uh, what a million and a half lifetime. Yeah. Uh, or not a million and a half, but a million and a half of a hundred thousand. So <laughs> same thing. <laughs> uh, but he, he, 
yeah, he, he ended up, he, he won his other two matches. I, I ended up beating him pretty decisively uh, just because what well, uh, he had, he normally put it down three GLs. I, I put down three as well. And then I think he only, he cheesed me a little bit. He only, he only put one down or maybe put two down, something like that. And, uh, and, and, oh, I guess, I guess he did put three down. He just put one in each zone and I was able to, and he put a, a Qui-Gon team down with, with a lot of really good Jedi as well, which I was able to just nuke right, right off the bat. And yeah, um, I ended up getting one of the highest scores I've had this season, which is a 1733. So uh, he, he cleared the bottom zone. He failed a couple times. He left Dash Rendar just standing there, unsure if he's actually wounded. <laughs> you you mentioned that earlier this That's week, or maybe it was early this season, where so annoying. <laughs> Dash is on defense, and he looks slumped anyways, just naturally. He's just like slouches. And, yeah. And so you click, you're like, oh, nice, he got a hold. And then you look, he's like, nope, zero. <laughs> no one's attacked him. Um, oh. In this case, he was slouched for good reason, though. The guy tried to try to get through, spent three attacks, couldn't beat him, and couldn't get to ships. So uh, got a pretty decisive win uh, against a pretty high lifetime guy. And uh, yeah, can yeah. advance into the, the match where... Two different people messaged me saying they think they were going to get me, uh, and then they, they actually fight faced each other, and I got the winner of those two guys. So oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. How I was you went into this uh, what eight and one this I week, was. and it's yeah. kind of a hell week for you. It it was. Um, so the first match was in terms of rosters, my opponent was even with me, but so. I think he's in Maw now, I forget. But it's so it's a Maw player. We used to be guildmates with him in FC Nova. And he's played in, you know, the top guild. So he's a smart player, just we had even rosters. Um, the one thing that wasn't even was this. Uh, so he placed Lord Vader on the board and then Executor. Like that, he, he wanted to play efficiency. And so... He has an R8 executor. I have an R9. I troopered his Lord Vader. So I, I got max banners on that and then used my couple of GLs to get good banners. And then we got into fleets. And since I have R9, uh, I mirrored, but I left Houndstooth on defense with my negotiator. And so I, I mirrored without Houndstooth. I cleared his executor for 69 banners and then he fought my, my, uh, negotiator and people, uh, struggle or he struggled with it. Cause when was the last time you did a negotiator mirror, uh, with houndstooth in it. And so I think he got like 58 or 59 banners and I won by nine banners. So I won 100% on fleets in this first match. Um, <laughs> which is kind of going to be the theme uh, of this week. So headed into fight night, but you weren't there. So what happened with your, your, uh, your second match? Uh, so, yeah, I wasn't feeling well. Um, I wasn't feeling well. I had to back out of Gambit fight night. I hated, hated doing that, but I couldn't even talk at that point. And then uh, I, I got something to drink that apparently fixed my voice a little, and I was able to limp my way through at least narrating one alt attack, my, my alt account attacks, uh, so I could post something for YouTube. But 
Uh, yeah, this this guy normally places four Galactic Legends on defense, and and then he just plays slug total slugfest, and and then you know he messaged me on the Gambit Discord server, and you know he's he's like quoting Wheel of Time and stuff. It, it was a good <laughs> time, but you know he's, he's a good he's a nice guy and everything. He he changed his defenses so dramatically though, just uh, like always has G- General Skywalker on offense. And this time he put him on defense, but he only put three or he only put two Galactic Legends on defense instead of four. And so I was able to go go in and get I, I hung a pretty good score on him. The only bad thing was he I, I failed on his malevolence because because he is sorry on his with malevolence against his executor because his executor wasn't killing my ships fast enough and I couldn't get Ebonhawk in for <laughs> reinforcements. Like uh, like when when it came time for reinforcements, it was just not an option so <laughs> and, and then and then instantly after that they killed all my ships just like yeah okay now you have all your ships now they're all gone and uh, you know so I, I two shot that i got good banners otherwise so 1703 seems a little vulnerable but then he he gambled a little bit where he shouldn't have against my darth revan team because he didn't have his usual darth revan counter uh and which was General Skywalker, which was on defense, and yeah. So at the end of the, at the end of the day, like he failed there a couple times on Darth Revan. I was like, oh, and then he failed three times, or not failed, but he dropped so many banners on my Galactic Legends in the front. I put three up front, and he dropped like twenty nine there. I was like, okay, I think I'm safe. And then he went into ships and failed three times in a row. Didn't kill a single ship, so he got three banners because I didn't have all my reinforcements available. Um, but otherwise, my fleet zone was fully intact. Oh, that was the other thing. He has a Relic 9 negotiator, or sorry, executor, that he always uses in the mirror match, like, you know, against, and he probably should have done that to me, but he placed it on defense, and whereas it got a hold for him, that I, he's not practiced at the, the counter against executor, so I was able to, you know, yeah. it was a good advantage. It's it's his testimony, like no no shade to my opponent at all, but I really think uh, like dramatically changing your defenses is a lot of times unless you're unless you're good for it, unless you really know all the teams that you're going to be taking for offense suddenly, that changing your defenses dramatically is potentially a fool's errand. It it can be, yeah. It yeah. it can be, yeah, potentially. Like I said, like if if you don't if you're not familiar with the teams you're going to be using to counter things with, but. Uh, <laughs> At least if you if you have a, a similar defense as before, at least you know how to use your teams on offense. You know, you, right. you know that you can yeah. guarantee a good score on your end. So I uh, got got I was able to advance into the finals. What about you, Solo? Stress stress fight number two. Uh, so I was up against a player with a much much higher GP than me and much better mods, and. Um, God, so he he placed Lord Vader up top, and you know with with other very high relic teams, and then on the bottom he placed Jedi Master Kenobi again with high relic teams, including an R nine Sith Empire trooper. So the thing about this guy is he had four tanks at R nine, um, and including including Sith Empire Trooper, along with uh, an R8 Malik on the Darth Revan team with Talon, 
And so I couldn't use troopers on that. And so I, I came up with this plan um, that I was going to try and surprise him, dr- try and draw out Sith, uh, Etern- his Sith Eternal in the front, because I in the back, I've never placed Rey for all season. I haven't placed Rey, and I haven't p- placed Jedi Master Luke in the back. And so I was like, let me draw out Sith- his Sith Eternal in the front, and then I placed Jedi Master Luke, uh, Supreme Leader Kylo, and my Darth Revan in uh, the back. And so... That failed. He one-shot every ground team. Um, Meanwhile, because of these, this is the fight that made me start saying relics matter because his Lord Vader team was R9 Vader, R8 Maul, R9 Royal Guard, R7 Stormtrooper, R7 Shore Trooper. And I took Jedi Master Kenobi into the fight and I timed out with (laughs) Stormtrooper had, was in the yellow. I timed out because his maul, like, talk about perfect RNG. His maul hit my cat every time he had five stacks. So I never got to use cats annihilate. Um, oh, geez, that's crazy. And so I timed out there. And then on, uh, I went down to the bottom and to take on the Jedi Master Kenobi with the R9 GK, of course. And, uh, R8 on literally everybody else on the team. And I timed out. I used uh, Ray Jedi and I timed out on that team because I just couldn't chew through the General Kenobi. And so uh, I got down to Jedi Master Kenobi with only 30 seconds left. And to beat Jedi Master Kenobi with that Ray team, you really need an ultimate and a whirlwind timed back to back. Because, you know, he does his little heel move, adds the bonus protection. You can't crit him. Um, And I did not get it. So I timed out there. And I was like, oh, God, this is, you know, this is going awfully right now. I timed out on the two hardest teams. I don't keep a lot for offense. Then I go into fleets. And so he had an R9 executor. So I placed my executor on defense. And. I needed five fights to take out his executor. Um, Literally, the final fight with executor was, it was Thrawn, or I had taken Radis in and I took out the executor. So Houndstooth was sitting there. And so I took in, Thrawn is a cap ship. And this is why you don't place Thrawn on defense, kids. With Sith Fighter, Ghost, and Lando's Falcon. The, those were the last four ships I had and Thrawn or I didn't even get to Thrawn killing the the Houndstooth. Lando's Falcon actually was the one that killed his Houndstooth and so I was able to clear and it was the worst score I've gotten in God knows how long. Um, so he won, like I said, one shot my entire ground. He got into fleet. His malevolence went horrible against my executor. So then he took in Rebels, and apparently the Rebels or the Mass Assist was set up as soon as he went in. So he lost with Rebels like within 10 seconds of the fight starting. So then he tried First Order, and they lost. And so then he had to take Negotiator against, and he finally cleared on the fourth battle. He finally cleared my executor. The thing is, though, my Empire, you know, 
Prime Force will be proud. I have Gar. I mean, we both have him, but Gar is all leveled up. Um, and I, I have, I placed the anti-rebel comp where it has EP in the starting lineup to give all the bonus turn meter on the out of turn attacks. And he attacked that team twice and couldn't clear it. So I literally only won because he couldn't clear fleets and I will take it. Um, I will. Hell so, yeah. Uh, Get that W man. That That's it. And so, uh, I was two and zero at that point, and so were you. So, how did your final match go? Um, my guy placed one GL in the front, and when I got to the back, he had two more, and I was like, "Oh, fancy! I have the right GLs to counter you." And <laughs> so I countered him, and I got good banners the whole way. Uh, the flea zone was the most interesting one, actually. Uh, actually, his defense was really strong. I just happened to have the right counters to everything. Like it, it was just uh. like. I had to break out Geo's one at one point because his newt team was was uh unjangoed. If you're gonna run a newt team, I feel like you probably just need Jingo in there. Like that seems like a prerequisite almost. <laughs> but uh, you know, no, so no, anyways, we we got through it. And his chip zone was interesting because he he didn't have executor back there. Um uh, but he did have the the GET two double middle finger, you know, zone. Yeah. And and so you know, I'm sitting here with malevolence and rebels and you know all my empire stuff, and I'm like I I don't know. I guess we're gonna have to break out some old school counters here. So we I used home one to take down malevolence and everyone's like, man, this is always so dicey, so dicey, so crazy and scary, and it wasn't. Um, <laughs> We totally, we totally uh, just wrecked it. And then, and then the the one that I was I was pretty sure was going to be really easy. And then Plo kind of ran spoiler to it. But then we we ran spoiler to Plo's spoiler. Was I used <laughs> Executrix to counter their negotiator? And uh, you know, so you, you get you get Anakin down to forty percent health on the initial barrage before negotiator gets to go. And and then you you count you pat yourself on the back for an easy win. And then Plo comes in and just ruins ruins the day and uh it took a while for me to finally get his anakin down i dropped quite a few banners but at the end of the day the empire was victorious and i one shot his board 1710 in turn a couple like just a couple minutes later he went in got a 70 on my dash team which is on up top and then never attacked again <laughs> so uh, <laughs> He showed me. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yep. I was like, oh, I have a seven and a zero on, on, in my score too. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a 1710 though. That's different. So um, yeah, three and oh, yay. We got, I got did, I did 10 and a two after a pretty, pretty sketch start. I was able to, to get, to bring it back. Um, the, the only bad thing of course is, I, so I finished it like, Finished it easily within the top 200. I'm like number 173, I think. And the only bad thing, of course, is because I lost earlier, I'm going to finish significantly lower than all the people who also went 10 and 2 who lost later, which I mean, it's deserved on their end, frankly. I'm not, you know, no gripe, but it's just <laughs> something something that's interesting. If you lose earlier on, at least in this season, you, you get a worse rank overall. Yeah yeah so uh so yeah we, i got the win um three and oh thank goodness ten and two that's probably my best 
the best record I'll have, like the best final record I'll have, because uh, from now on, it's it's just going to be ridiculous go time all the time. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Until yeah. I burn out and f- plummet into Kyber 3 or something. <laughs> And then, and then I'll have a couple seasons where I go twelve and zero, and it'll be glorious again. <laughs> then wreck some news. <laughs> yeah, I'll be, I'll be like, what's this? I got paired with my alt. <laughs> the joke's on me because I, I have to lose this match. <laughs> Someone has to lose. <laughs> so, uh, all right, you're going into the finals. You're out, relic yeah. like crazy. Oh, and, good boy. yeah, yeah. How, how was that solo? Yeah, so my opponent was a Maw 1 player with a million more GP and 300 more relics and mods up the wazoo. Um, the other thing is he uh, is one of these players that likes to take his mods off so you can't scout him. Except for you can just look at what people used last week and be like, oh, they troopered this, which means your Darth Revan isn't that fast because their troopers aren't that fast. So but he wanted to play games. Um, and so he had, <laughs> so he had a Lord Vader team with R9 Vader, R8 Maul, then R9 Royal Guard, R8 Shore, and R8 Storm. Um, and uh, he also places Kenobi. And despite him taking his mods off cat, I knew that his cat was 375. And so, um, which is faster than mine by two. So <laughs> I, I went in, I'm like, all right, I'm not taking Jedi Master Kenobi. I'm not doing what I did last time when I timed out. Like, I'm not doing this two times in a row. So it's like, my only real option for this Lord Vader is to trooper it against R9s and R8s. And so I took my troopers into Lord Vader and I came so close. I was one hit away on Stormtrooper from killing him before yeah. vader got a turn um but then stormtrooper got a turn <laughs> or stormtrooper didn't die lord vader got a turn and when lord vader takes a turn your team dies like that, that's the way it works it you, just you did finish dies. off that stormtrooper though it took i did i was like holy balls this is taking a long time he's like in the yellow like in yeah. like the low yellow and your your dark trooper's like I'll punch again. I'll punch. I guess part of it was you were at that point low stacks. Yeah, but but so and Dark Trooper died and Piet gained all of his stats and um, Piet was just like, "Hi, I'm Dark Trooper for this time," and then shot Storm and took him out. So I had a lone Vader to kill, which I mean I used bounty hunters and it was fine, but. It's starting off your first fight with a loss never feels good. Um, but since I used True. troopers there, I saved, I put three GLs on defense this time. And so I saved a GL for other fights by using a non GL to counter them. And so he had a super fast Darth Revan. His Darth Revan was with Talon, and I think his Darth Revan was like 352. And, um, so uh, I just used Sith Eternal and Watt on that and took it out. And then it got to the back with Jedi Master Kenobi. And I had to do the Mace Sacrifice because his cat was faster, but that's fine. And so other than that Vader fight, my, my ground battles went, went really smoothly and for really high banners. 
and then I got to flutes. And so the I took malevolence against executor, and I mostly I mostly one shot it. I got it down to just IG left, and then stupid Piet got his uh, ultimate off. And, you know, he stuns your entire team. And then IG just became like a super boss and took out four ships before I could kill him. And so I was like, okay, one ship left. I can clean this up. No problem. And then I was, I, oh God, I'm still pissed at myself. So he placed negotiator with Thai bomber. And for some reason, I completely forgot that I had my own negotiator. I, I have no clue what happened. And so I took Rebels in it. And of course, the Falcon didn't assist at all. And then I lost. And then I was like, oh, crap, I have Negotiator. Let me negotiate this. And so I took Negotiator against it. And the mass assist was lined up. And so I died. Uh, My Anakin died really fast. But I took down a bunch of ships. And then finally, I cleaned it up with First Order. And I'm like, huh. I don't have much left to kill this executor, but luckily I was able to kill off the executor. And so I had what three losses in ships and he had four GLs on offense. I was like, I am, I am screwed. Like I'm just screwed. And so he opened up and I changed, I changed my defenses and I put EP Mara down in the front, the front bottom zone. And it actually, it got me a hold. He was able to take out EP, but he wasn't able to take out the rest of the team. And I don't have Star Killer, so it's not like a Star Killer team. It was just EP Mara, Darth Vader, Tarkin, and Thrawn. Um, so that got a hold. I'm like, there's hope. And then he opens up the back zone, and I have three GLs back there. And he actually, so he attacked my Supreme Leader Kylo, and he only got a 57 on the Supreme Leader Kylo. So he lost characters and banners um which made me happy and then he went up top and i forgot hold on what team did he get a he got a 58 against i think it was my dash team it was either my dash or my jtr team so he was he was bleeding banners as he's attacking and then he stopped attacking with just geo standing in the top zone i was like this mother effort just stopped for three hours leaving me on pause um and i did the math and a loss he needed to lose 25 banners for me to win an executor was in the back it's like oh my god i i can do this like if he doesn't one shot executor we can do this and so he eventually he cleared my geos for max banners he went in with executor and he did the exact same thing I did of leaving. He attacked and he took out a couple of ships um, and then just couldn't finish it off. I was like, okay, there's 20 banners. I need, I need five more banners here. He cleared the executor and all I needed was um, after he cleared the executor, I just needed him to drop four banners. And then he went in against my Tarkin fleet and he lost. I was like, there it is. I don't know how I just won this on fleet three days in a row. But... You were you were so excited <laughs> messaging me as, as a work. You're like, I won. I was like, awesome. <laughs> Hashtag Amadeus, if you're still out there, ship guild, ship guild. All three matches this week were won on ships. <laughs> that was 
Oh, he might he might have had the relics, but I had six emods on my pilots, so take it. Um, that, that was one thing I didn't mention in my final match was uh, my TIE fighter pilot dodged three times in a row in the final fight <laughs> when executrix with things got, went kind of sideways because of plow. Yeah, I was like, geez, I didn't realize my opponent was solo because <laughs> <laughs> you get so many evades, uh, but yeah, uh, you know. Uh, all right, so let's get to the podcast questions because we've been going. Oh, snap. We've been going. All right. Um, all right, so first podcast question. It's no secret that we value GAC over Conquest, obviously. Uh, but if you only if you could bring one Conquest disc into your GAC, which one would it be? Jeez, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, if you only get one, it like do you just have to choose Booming Voice or what? I think you do, right? I mean, that's a, or I mean, uh, Caustic Ignitions, right? Is that the one? No, Amplify Agony. Like every debuff, they just lose eight percent of their health. Yeah, that's, that that's a pretty Agony damn good. good one. If I could take, um, if I could, if we get four, four dots worth, uh, like four caustic emissions would just be super ridiculously broken too. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think I would take, well, I'd take booming voice, but if, if we limited it to no purple, so I would take amplify ag agony. Would you take it twice? If I could. <laughs> Fair. Uh, all right. Uh, so, <laughs> What team power level would be ideal for you to have left after a full clear? Your perfect demarcation line of just enough for offense and everything else on defense. Um, when I have geos and nothing else on offense, like geos and half of my night sisters. <laughs> yeah, night sisters is that line for me. It's they're yeah. they're they're good in that they take a lot down. They're bad in that they're awful banners. So that's that is the demarcation line for me. If I still have Night Sisters left and nothing else, I'm happy. Yeah. I, I like being able to if you get a full clear with a decent score, like yeah. And and you you've used all of your good teams. Yeah, that's it's good. Yeah. It means you've been uh, able to gauge effectively gauge how strong your opponent's defense is gonna be. Yeah. Um so the next question was asked prematurely. It was asked when the pods were just created with all the content creators. Um, but so we had a situation where we had three content creators in um, the undefeated brackets with Fatal, Arnold, and Gom. And then at the end of the season, Fatal finished eighth. Uh, I was at 25th and Sir Loki was two behind me, uh, two or three behind me. So he was top 30. So uh, what do you think about all the content creators actually making it this far in, in this, this first week or first month of GAC? Uh, so first I'm, I'm just going to say, uh, you know, Arnold, huge props to him uh, you know yep. like he, he played really well and i'm not going to just dance around and say like uh, you know i know a huge part of the portion of the community likes to 
likes to pretend like he's a terrible player. And the, the fact is and we've said it a few times on this cast. He is not a terrible player. He, he is good. I don't think he's the very best. And I think that he has some wrong ideas about what the competitive levels of certain game gaming points, though. I think some of that's just rhetorical BS of him just like, you know, having a bone to pick with CG in general. But, um, you know, that's beside the point. I, I think that in general, though, like huge, huge props to Arnold for doing as well as he did. I do also think that having a huge overpowered account in this specific season was a huge advantage is, is my guess. I didn't watch any of Arnold's matches, so I don't know. But I do know that a lot of the huge accounts that had some skill behind them did really well in the first mat first few weeks because, because they just had lower level accounts, even if they faced someone who was really good. If they if if it was if it's skill plus brawn versus just skill, like the brawn's gonna win. And so, you know, I think that uh, you know, that there's that to take into consideration. I think there's also, uh, you know. It's really nice to see some of our, our guys that, you know, Fatal and Gom have been on our show a lot of times. They're good, they're good friends, great players. Um, you know, I wasn't surprised to see them up top, honestly. I was a little jealous, but props to them too. Yeah, I think um I don't think CG could have planned it better, quite frankly. Um, because whether you were rooting for him or against him, like Having Arnold have the finals uh, was just exciting. Like, I mean, every guild was talking about the match because they got the, they basically, it's like broadcasting the Super Bowl. Like, and I, I don't, you know, obviously without the advertising revenue of in the past, there was no championship game. Like, there was, oh, somebody's going to finish first. If you're lucky, there's a couple times where uh, two members of the top 10 fought each other, but there was no championship game. And there still wasn't like um, Bobaro also, you know, there was two undefeated pods. And then Hawkeyes was <laughs> because because of the way it lined up. He, he finished three banners short, even though he went undefeated. But we got to watch a championship game. We literally got to watch the championship game be played. And that's just, I mean, that's exciting for the game. Like that, that's great for the game of so many people getting to watch this and get excited by it. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Like having, having it become like a, a, it's, it's just exciting. Like it's becoming a more of a spectator kind of thing. Like it, it's so hard sometimes to hype your matches in GAC. You're like, oh man i'm up against this bad player but i really want people to watch me so how do i hype it like how do we how do we you know and now uh, you know it's exciting that arnold you know made it to the to the top spot but then it's also exciting for like the implications are exciting because we're going to have i don't know if we're gonna have the championships uh, or whatever but it's exciting to be in that you know to if we could play well enough that we'll start having some really epic matches that people are going to want to watch. Yeah. I mean, we know, we know the pods for next uh, season and Arnold is going to be in a pod with Pimpo, Bobaro, Hawkeyes, B Milla, Kabuki warrior and fatal. Like that's going to be the first pod of the season. Yeah, I like, know that's, that that's just exciting. 
Um, it is. And we get to watch it uh, two ways because we have Fatal and Arnold there. So the community will get to watch these matches, which is, I, I think is great. I, I, you know, it's, I'm, I'm legitimately excited to watch the first week next season while I'm crying doing my attacks. Uh, uh, all right. So next question, how does CG justify that under deploying squads in his own say only, only deploying one, out of three is not an exploit and should not be punished. Clearly it gives you an unfair advantage. If you have more GL, shouldn't we be passing out the pitchforks? Should we ever pass out the pitchforks? Like, does that actually accomplish much? Frankly? Um, I I do think it's a little annoying. I haven't, I I don't know Uh, if you can't clear a zone if your opponent knows you can't clear a certain squad and then they just decide not to deploy a, a squad in that zone, it it does seem a little exploit-ish. I think, I think CG is more just saying like, well, that's our mistake, not, not the players. Like they're, you know, we're not condemning people because it's a thing that we built into the game, but we're going to take it away. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts? I, I think they were in an, a lose-lose situation. Like, they, they started it up, and in the past, this really didn't matter, right? Because banners banners mattered. Um, so if they only placed one character on the board, which I, I've seen some people do, like, they're going to lose. Um, but now where you don't get the defense banners, because so you're not getting the, uh, the banners for placing defenses, it, it legitimately matters. And I, I think they just didn't think of it and they realized it's a mistake, but the only way to fix that, the only way to change it was to cancel the GAC and restart it up later. And there's a lot of problems with that because now crystals are on the line. So they, they basically, I mean, what were they supposed to do? Tell people, sorry, you're not going to get this and you're not going to get the crystals because we need to fix it for a couple people. Like, no matter what decision they made, it was a lose-lose situation. So I think they just said, you know what, we'll fix it. We'll fix it in the off week, and it won't be a problem next time. Like, that's, you know, it's not ideal. I'm not saying it's ideal by any stretch of the imagination, but they were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. And so... You can't punish the people um, for their mistake, like you said. So I, I think that's just, you know, that's how it is. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Uh, hopefully they fix it soon. I, if they put if they put a high priority on fixing it, which it, it seems like that shouldn't be tough. To, I mean, I guess we always say that. Like, it seems like it shouldn't be tough to put platoons on or to put to put squad loadouts for ships and then right. they just don't do it. And they, if they was easy, they would do it. It just seems like it shouldn't be that tough. I, I think if they put a high priority and fix it as soon as they can, uh, you know, it'll be less of an issue if they let it drag out for a full another season. I think, I think more blame goes on CG at that point. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the final, <laughs> the final question uh is prefaced with uh how much this person supports us but in the last podcast 
I mentioned that I knew what the defenses were going to be because an opponent played uh, the person in a previous battle. And so do you think that's an unfair advantage by getting the scouting report uh, from a previous battle? And do you think um, gaining the knowledge is fair and upholds the integrity of the current round of 3v3? They feel it does not. So how do you feel about this? Don't don't put me in the middle of this, damn it all. <laughs> um, I think I think it's fair game. People do it all the time, frankly. Like that 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 happens. Like I, I could see where it, it could feel a little sketchy, but I guess the thing is, I mean, it is a different match. Like <laughs> your your opponent actually changed every single thing that match, and it did you no good at all. And that's an right. example. <laughs> And that's a, that's an example of why it, it like it matters less than it seems like it does, I guess. Like I, I don't if you happen to know what, what his defenses are, I I don't I don't know. It, it, maybe I'm just totally an amoral jackass here, but I think I, I don't have I don't really have an issue with what happened, frankly. Yeah. I, well, so here's the thing. Next week. Well, next GAC week, I'm going to be in a pod with four people from Maw. If I face two of them, you know for a fact they're handing out my defense. Now, I'm going to switch it because um, I, I switch my defense for every opponent, but you know for a fact that they're going to put it. And right. and quite frankly, I got so I got a message today after it came out that I won uh, by somebody, and they were like, so you, you beat the guy from all. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I did. He, he didn't play that cleanly. He's like, oh, I, I for sure thought that he was going to stream snipe you. And I was like, well, he did one shot my back zone. So he, he probably knew it was back there. It was just ships that cost him. Um, here's the thing. Anybody can watch our defenses. And they do. Like, it's not uncommon. Yep. And yep. in fact, Ando said it in our chat one day, I think it was a chat or his stream or something where we're now at a point where the average player we're going to face knows us. Like, because yeah. it's all the GAC serious people and the, at our average opponent is going to know us. And I stream at 1030 or 1130 every time, which means there's still 16 hours to do the GAC attacks after I stream like people are going to know my defenses so a it doesn't matter because they change their defenses up and so it gives me no competitive advantage at all and b they're going to know my defenses <laughs> so I, I don't think it's going to be as a, it wasn't impactful. B, I don't, I don't think it's dirty because it's kind of, it's going on everywhere. Uh, people don't let the, let their uh, defenses roll over anymore, at least not at the level that we're playing at. Um, so yeah, that's that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I mean that's that's true too. Like everyone, everyone has the opportunity to stream snipe us, and I mean. I, I've had plenty of times that I've just stopped paying attention. Frankly, like I, I don't show my back zone. Yeah. And then I just just gotta keep moving forward because it's, it's too much to if, if I want to focus on that. 
it could be too distracting. And then I start pointing fingers potentially, or even if I just mention it, and people in comments are like, oh, you lost. So you're going to like blame so-and-so. You're going to blame the stream yeah. sniping. You're going to blame this. I'm like, I'm not excuse making. Like, I'm just telling you guys, like, if he watches my stream, that's a factor to take into consideration when you've watched the match that I'm recapping. I mean, it's not even throwing shade. It's just, you know, in a lot of ways, it's good tactics. Just, you know, <laughs> if you, and if you can't beat me when you stream sniped me, like you need to go home and rethink your life. So yeah you know. exactly <laughs> uh, uh anyway um so that's all the podcast questions so real quick because we've been going on for a long time um how sure. did how did uh the alt do um the alt went three and oh again uh, really like the, the the first two matches weren't that that interesting. Um, I guess the first one was against a fellow content creator, his alt. I, I kind of talked about that earlier. Um, so everyone everyone outnumbered me by multiple GLs. The final one was the most interesting. He, he had two, two Galactic Legends. He had Lord Vader and General, or sorry, Jedi Master Kenobi. And he had Cat and Maul for both of them. You know, for, so, so he had the whole kit, the whole loadout for him. And... He never placed Lord Vader on defense ever, uh, but I, I, I had an ink. I was like, man, I, if he does, if he does this, I need to make sure I'm ready. So, you know, he also had executor. I didn't. And uh, at the end of the day, I, I just stacked my, my bottom zone a ton. And because he placed, he placed his Lord Vader on defense, I was able to, I was able to curb stomp it with my Jedi master Luke. And I, I got the full clear besides executor. And he couldn't clear two of my zones. So I cleared three, he cleared two, and I, I got the win there. So three and oh, and uh, an 11 and one season for the alt. I'm going to stay in Kyber two, but I'm, I'm an uncomfortable amount of close to Kyber one. <laughs> oh, and then he gets face Calvin. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, also, Sarah is right there too. Oh, she, yeah, nice. from, yeah, from HNN. So that'll that'll be fun. We'll get to. <laughs> she'll get to destroy me with all of her, um, with all of her awesome stuff. So, <laughs> with her Qui Gon on defense. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, um, no, I'm I'm throwing shade, but we're friends. So, how about your alt? How did Liam do? Liam Solo. Uh. So I started off awful on the alt and I was what I was five and four coming into this week. Um, so I ended up pulling off a three, zero in the first round, this is my favorite one. The guy didn't place uh, one fleet and didn't place two teams in the back. And so I just got max banners and beat the soft max because he only set two GLs on defense. Now, my alt has five, so it's not like he was like, oh, he's never going to break through my front walls. Um, he just didn't set three teams. I I mean, okay. I, I, and the two GLs that he placed on defense were Ray and Supreme Leader Kylo, so it's not even like, I think I beat the Supreme Leader Kylo with Jedi Knight Revan and didn't even use one of my GLs for it. Um, uh, so, I mean, that was easy. Then Round, both rounds two and three, I was out GL'd every time. I faced Lord Vader both rounds. Um, 
round two, he put Ray, Lord Vader, and Omicron Qui-Gon on defense. And then he struggled to clear me because I put a heavy defense down and he accused me of cheating. It's been so long since I've been accused for cheat of cheating. And it was great because I actually streamed this one in my stream since it was fight night was only the alt. And um, he's in. So if you know, Glenn from uh, Ando streams, I think, he, I think Glenn is a mod on Ando streams. He's in Ando's guild. And so I was like, Hey, Glenn, <laughs> I don't think your guild mate likes me. And he's like, yeah, he's an idiot. He's awful at this game. <laughs> nice. Uh, and then, uh, so the final round, he the the my opponent was in Ewok and Dead, which was our sister guild uh, for a long time, and I actually ran TW and Ewok and Dead for a while. And he out GL'd me, so he had six GLs. He set four of them on defense. Um, and they weren't they weren't the easy four. Uh, I but I, I was I was prepared for uh, heavy defense. So he had Jedi Master Kenobi, Supreme Leader Kylo, Ray with JTR, and uh, Lord Vader on defense. And I, <laughs> I I full cleared him, and then he couldn't full clear me because I left two GLs on defense myself. And I'm guessing he used one in the front zone while my GLs were hiding in the back zone. So he just <laughs> he placed a hard defense and then realized he wasn't going to clear the board. So I finished off eight and four after starting off horribly on the alt, which made me happy. That is good. Plus you got a bunch yeah. of crystals. Hell yeah. Right. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly. And my alt, that alt needs it. Some. Like I said at the beginning, I'm chasing Bad Batch. That is, <laughs> that chase needs crystals. I can tell you that. Yeah, that's that's elusive prey right there. Yeah, but what is it? Eight and four. I think um, I have the infographic from Fatalorian. Oh, eight and four is going. It averages out to 607 crystals a day, rather than the 500 I was getting in arena. So it's an extra 107 crystals per day that i'm i get that's that doesn't suck yeah my alt is just the richest ever right now yeah an 11 an 11 and one season for my alt where i never did any arena at all is just really hilarious <laughs> to me <laughs> that is <laughs> and, and i'm poised to get a seven star executor uh you know in a week or so so then, nice. then I'll just park in the top 10 in ships instead of parking in the top 50 and I'll, I'll get even more crystals. It'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. um, so that was my all. How did Prevail Man finish? Uh, so we, we ended up going nine and three. So I went into this this week at eight and one. And then I won my first match because the guy did something dumb. I forget. Um, I know that this is the guy I got a really good read on. All these guys, though, I mean, here's the problem is <clears throat> uh, I, I'm in Bronzium 1, but I could potentially have been in like Chromium 3 or Chromium 2, something like that. Yeah. And, but they won't let me jump into a different league or anyone else. And so I'm just smashed up against the glass with all the other tryhard a-holes in, <laughs> in Bronzium. And so like there's no respite. Everyone has like 
I, I just can't believe how efficient some of those rosters are. I'm like, geez, this is crazy how good their <laughs> roster is at 3 million. I, I can't even. And so the fact, uh, like, I managed to, to pull a few moves on the first guy and, and I beat him. He had a way better roster than me. Um, and then the next guy had two Galactic Legends and he knew that I couldn't be Supreme Leader Kylo if he put the right Kylo team down. So, uh, you know. He, he just placed Supreme Leader Kylo and kept everything else for offense and made it so that I, you know, he just one shot everything easily because he had, he had the roster that could do it. And I couldn't beat his Supreme Leader Kylo and I lost that one. But the final one was against a guy with Sith Eternal. And we did some really cool theory crafting actually in the middle. But at the end of the day, he still had like 60 relics, uh, relic characters and I only had 15. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, I pulled some moves at the end of the day, Nest succumbed to the influence, the vile influence of Geospy and, uh, and, and his stick. And uh, I, so it's like, okay, I killed, killed Sith Eternal Emperor with, with my really ragged Grievous squad. And then I killed his, and then I killed his General Skywalker team with CLS. And then I killed his Jedi Revan team with a Vader team with, trail lead and you know it was like this really crazy thing of like okay so how could we figure out a way to beat this and i, I did and then geo's got me so damn it all <laughs> just uh, killing me but uh, i was a, at, at the end of the day it was a good it was a good season nine and three and i will catapult into somewhere in the middle of chromium and hopefully just pair up against some people who don't know how to use their roster and hopefully nice. get, rack up some wins until i'm smashed up against the glass in chromium one as well we'll see that's the hope anyways <laughs> and all the crystals that come with the promotion yep it doesn't really feel like when you look at how like the how gradual the crystal increases from bronzium all the way up to kyber like eventually <laughs> it gets to be a substantial amount but it it doesn't feel like it you get a win you're like oh an extra hundred crystals yay yeah yeah <laughs> but, but winning your group is still nice. You still get 750 for the win. Oh, yeah, that's so. right. Um, and right. it's still way more crystals than Prevail Man was earning. So, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. I think it's, you know, that's, we already kind of talked about what we're leveling for this week and yeah, we what our that. plans are. So, I think that's, that's, we can call it a day on the podcast. So, Thank you. Thank you so much, everyone joining us for the podcast. We will see you for the Gambit Roundtable on Friday night. Yeah, guys, don't be dicks. And remember that evil sucks. <laughs>